Okay, let's roll, dudes. And I'm going 10, 30, 65 in a 45 zone. Yo, what's my gas tank on E? Oh, and hello, officer. Wait, what? I'm losing my license. I'll lose my job. And here come the court costs. Oh, man, that's the thing about pedal to the metal, dude. You speed, you lose. Slow down. Driving is no game. A message from Virginia DMV. Did you know that the ABV podcast is sponsored by PreSonus Audio Electronics? They're a global pro audio company headquartered right here in Baton Rouge, and they've been making pro audio hardware and software for a long time. I've been using PreSonus gear since I started my first podcast back in 2011, and as a former employee of the company, I'm super excited to have these guys on board. And thanks to these shiny new mics they let us use, well, they're a big part of why we suddenly sound so damn good. PreSonus's deal is that they leverage all of their 25 years of professional recording studio manufacturing experience to make industry standard pro audio tech available to both seasoned professionals and first-time hobbyists at a price that won't require you to sell your homebrew gear or list your doghouse on Airbnb. So check out PreSonus.com. They've got Bluetooth speakers, microphones, headphones, audio interfaces, and a whole lot more. Doesn't matter if you're a musician, live streamer, podcaster, DJ, or whatever, PreSonus has something for you. Even if you're not all that creative and just like to listen to any of the above and have it sound as good as possible, they're here for you wherever sound takes you. Conceived from a passion for craft beer and founded on the principles that everyone should have access to the market, Pelican Craft Brands founder Chris Pennegy rented a warehouse, bought a truck, and started selling craft beer. He put it all on the line for the little guy and to bring quality 100% American craft beer to the greater Baton Rouge area. And that's why I wanted to partner with Chris Pennegy and Pelican Craft Brands as a sponsor for my podcast. For more information on their portfolio, go online and visit pelicancraftbrands.com. Are you a fan of 80s and 90s pop culture and also like to collect cool glassware? Then you should check out my buddy Cliff Decatur's online store, hopsinthehollows.com. Featuring artwork from movies such as Friday, Trading Spaces, and even video game artwork from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, and also characters inspired by the Garbage Pail Kids. He's got you covered. Whatever your glassware needs, he can take care of it. Check out his online store at hopsinthehollows.com. When you're craving tacos, there's only one place that can take care of your needs, and that's Government Taco, located on 5621 Government Street right here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Happy hour specials Monday through Friday from 4 p.m. until 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, it's happy hour all day long. That's right. From open to close, you can enjoy happy hour drink specials and happy hour bar snacks as well. Government Taco, where the right of the people to possess and enjoy tacos shall not be infringed. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we like talking about them, too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. labels and like mascots and stuff so cypress kush you guys have the, the big giant cypress tree yeah it's part of your logo is is that going to be like a mainstay when you guys eventually do distribute and you start making labels and stuff like that is that going to be the will you will there be a theme 
to the labels? Will it be something consistent? Are you guys going to do something different every time? I but just keep the logo itself the same? I hope that we can do something that feels cohesive, like Justin said, whenever you see a gnarly barley logo, you know, you know it's them. Yeah. So I don't, but I don't know how we'll do that yet. Yeah, uh, yeah, we haven't really thought of that, but I do like... I don't want it. To, I want it to be cohesive, but I don't want it to be cohesive where you see it as like, oh, you know, like I want it to be fun and exciting at the same time too. So yeah, I don't know. We never really looked at how to do. It. We've done a couple of Prowler labels special, um, like the Bougie Rougie. We did the Gone to Black. Those are good. Not, the Bougie yeah. Rougie label was really nice. Yeah, that was Cliff. Shout out Hops in the Hollow. Shout out to Hops in the Hollow. <laughs> so. Um, Fucking Cliff doing yeah. everybody's labels. So we've had a couple of uh, personal problem labels and whatnot, but we haven't really, since we don't can or six pack or four packs of bottle or anything, like we haven't really put too much thought or yeah. time into it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much of a, a headache that is, like, for Bougie Rougie, like, to make those Crowler labels. Like, could you, would, could that be something you start doing? Like, it would have labels? to be. Cliff Honest. throws them together. He can throw them together quick. Yeah, but like uh, for your side, like to get them printed and I all think that I, stuff. You need to know like two weeks out. Or, yeah, it's like it's like two week turnaround, okay. or maybe a week. It's fairly quick, honestly. Right. I think it's one of those like you have to have somebody that actually can like way more artistic and like than I am at all. So yeah, I mean, and I, I guess that's why Cliff is kind of the guy for that I mean he's yeah he can he he's good with coming up with an idea like you tell him what the style of beer is and like what you it want was, to name it or whatever and he'll come up with the a bougie rougie was mine I'm not gonna say it was mine because like Cliff came up here and it was like it was like the 11th hour literally he was like I got a day to do this what are we gonna do and I'm like I don't know I kind of like the idea, like, it's bougie rougie, it's fancy, like a Louis Vuitton, but with crawdads and Florida Lees or something. <laughs> and he's like, okay, and I'm Don't. like, it's the city of Baton Rouge, the background. He's like, that's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, we had a beer, we put out some ideas, and, like, that's what happened, and it was fantastic. It worked out. I don't know if you guys, so he's, obviously, he's doing a label for, uh, for a malt liquor, liquor. and uh, we're calling it Lando. Oh yeah, and so that's yeah, that's right. It's going to be Lando Calrissian, and so what? But of course the but the Lando UX yeah. yeah. It makes Sorry sense. if it's a spoiler. So yeah, no, no. I think he he posted on the church or something. Oh, yeah. But he had on the on the on the labels a little tagline says everything you heard about this beer is true, and I'm like, nah, man, don't put that. No. <laughs> I was like, you got to put. Hello, what do we have here? Right. I'm like, that's the line we need. He's like, I didn't even think about that. Like, oh, well. <laughs> well, you don't hit a home run every time. <laughs> well, luckily, that was just, he, he was playing around with it. So oh, I think okay. he did change it gotcha. to that. I'm like, that's an iconic line out of Empire Strikes Back. You gotta yeah. have that line. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of like when we did the Gone to Plaid. It was like, you have to have like the, the plaid and the, you know, going out. Yeah. Um, he's going plaid, sir. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so that's always a fun beer. We're gonna have to complete that trilogy soon because all great movies are trilogies, if you don't know. Yeah. Um, so we got some plans to do something with that again. Um, I don't know when, but maybe in the springtime we'll come back with that one and circle back. Okay. Um, I guess spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
I mean, you didn't release too much. You just said back in the spring. So it'll be back. Yeah, we're gonna do something with it soon, and it'll 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 involve something with spaceballs, and it'll be a third iteration of that beer. Nice. I know a lot of people have been asking for that. So um, yeah, that'll be coming back soon. Um, maybe we've got a couple. Yeah, we've got a couple things we're gonna come back to, and like. Maybe tweak or make bigger or do a little differently. So, um, when is the bikini bob coming back? It's on right now. Is it on right now? Yeah, it's on right now. What the fuck? How did I not know it was on right now? Because <laughs> right, it's well. a stout podcast. This is a stout podcast. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about anything else but stouts. This, uh, this is fair. Yeah. Um, so, we have that. Um, and we got a couple more collabs that we're working on that we're going to be coming out with soon. Too. Okay. So, um, we got, we're going to be brewing with Rally Cap actually. Uh, finally happening. I know we've been talking about that for a while. We have been talking about that for a while. So what are you guys going to brew? What's Actually next week. Um, well, November 12th, so next week, depending on when this comes out. Uh, it'll be a Belgian. So we're going to do a Belgian triple here, and then they're going to do a Belgian pale ale there. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So, I like that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, they wanted to do um, something a little outside of their comfort zone, I guess. Yeah. Um, and Jeremy really likes Belgian pale ales. It was uh, the Russian River, I think, Consecration. Ooh, that's Belgian a good one. Yep. Yeah. That's a good one. And so that's kind of the inspiration of what we're doing over there. Um, and we were just like, well, we got to do something like on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. And I was like, we could do a really big triple. And that's about as opposite end of the spectrum as you can get. This is true. This is very true. So unless we do like a big quad, but we just decided to do a triple, just something lighter, a little smaller. It's only going to be like 9 or 10%. So. No, it's just not yeah, 10. Not like the 10, 12, 15% like some quads. So, still, um, I mean, that that's still kind of... It's, it's big. Yeah, it's big. It's big, but... Um, triples are weird because they're so big and boozy, but they're also like super dry. Yeah. And they're not complex with the malt, so it's super easy to drink. And they will sneak up on you very fast. So... Outside of Rally Cap, is there anyone else you guys are teaming up with that you can talk about? Um, or you want to keep that under wraps for right now? Have everybody wondering. Agile? Agile's oh, a new nice. one. Okay. Um, so Agile is opening up in the old Southern Craft location off yep. Airline. Um, so we've known Keith for a long time because of uh, LA Homebrew. Back when we were homebrewers, we, you know, would get our supplies there. Um, and we know Nick that's over there helping him with the yep. brewing. Uh, Keith comes here every Friday and we talk and he was like I didn't even ask him he's like yeah by the way when we're brewing on this day you'll be here helping we're going to apply I was like okay like I was going to ask <laughs> you but like yeah so um, so yeah we're going to be doing something with Agile whenever they get going which should be soon I think they just got power turned on yesterday or today maybe yeah um, the build out in that room looks pretty, fantastic it's going to be awesome like yeah. You can never tell Southern Craft was even even existed in that spot. Like, yeah, maybe so, that was the idea. So the I'm brewery, I'm glad they went with that idea. Yeah. So the brewery on the backside, they didn't change anything. They did add a small pilot system. Yeah. But other than that, all the equipment was turnkey. So like kegs, keg, keg, all of that's there. But they bought that middle wing of that complex, mm -hmm. and so they're expanding the tap room. It's gonna be like more than double, like almost yeah. triple. It's big. We uh we podcasted over there yeah. a couple weeks ago. Got to try some of the beers. They were really good. It was a pilsner they had. It was yeah, fucking money. It yeah. was nice. Yeah, and uh, there was a there was a, a it was a West Coast IPA, but it was kind of hazy, which was yeah. weird. But it was 
100% flavor-wise a West Coast IPA. Yeah. So I don't know how he, how the hell he did that, but it was really, really good. Yeah, so we're going to do something with them. I'm excited for them because I think that location yeah. will be fantastic. And I think the biggest thing was that taproom was so small. So for them to expand, that's going to be big. Yeah, it's going to be a big spot. They're putting a food truck back there. They're going to have yeah. food all the time. I think he said they're going to have like 20 taps. Something like that, yeah. It's, so. it's going to be big. Um, and then we're in the talks currently of trying to do something with uh, Seventh Tap. Nice. Since they're coming down for with Pelican and distribution and they're I think they're only like five months old. Four, five, six months old, something like that. They're, okay. they're fairly new. Um, so to help get their name down here, they were like I didn't even ask. They're like, Can we do a collab with you? And we're like, Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. We're gonna do that. Like we love we love collabs and having fun and drinking and hanging out. So. Yeah. It's always uh, a good time. Yeah, I just started talking to them last weekend, so we haven't come up with anything, but hopefully maybe like <laughs> after Christmas time or something, we'll go up there and brew something with them, and ideally it would be in distribution, so we'll get their name down here, you know, it's kind of the goal, so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, as of right now, that's where we're at. Caleb isn't going to get any more of this loop brew, I'm going to. No, I mean. <laughs> can't let that go to waste. Not at all, so. Look at the head on that, man. It's a gorgeous head, Dude. like it's dark brown leather, like. Yeah. It's just nice. I love this, I really do like this beer. I can't wait to see Carlos tomorrow. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. I'm gonna tell him we talked about him for like 20 minutes on the podcast. Yeah, if Carlos listens to this podcast and want to do want to do a collab, Carlos, anytime. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the wheels in motion on that tomorrow. Well, you I'm did a, it with Rally Cat. You talked to Jeremy. I did. And, yeah. So. Um, no, I think all the breweries, like, I think collabs are really fun. I think all of us agree with that, you know. Um, that's what I was talking to the guys up at Seven Tap. It was like, man, just like hanging out and drinking beer and talking. Like, it's just yeah. hanging out with friends, you know. So, the more local breweries that collab, I think, the better. I mean, yeah. I get it. There's some local breweries that collab with other breweries outside of the state. Correct. And that's fine, whatever. But I feel like... The, bre the breweries need to support each other in these collaborations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're on the same team. We're not trying to like poach anybody's customer base or like trade secrets. Like we're all pretty open. I mean, Brad was here from uh, Gila and we were talking about stuff and it's like, hey, what's hops and like, or how do you do your hop schedule or, you know, we, we all talk. It's not a... Yeah. It, nobody's like keeping all their stuff guarded no, and you're like... No. Even if I handed you the recipe of anything, if your brewery setup is like just, it's going to be different regardless. Yeah. Um, just no brewery brews the same style of beer like, like you're... Your IPA, your hazy IPA, is different from if yeah. you took that recipe and let Gil oh, or somebody yeah. else brew it. It's not going to be the same. Even, it's just even Paris showed off when they did the Ghost in the Machine collab with Other Half. Like, yeah. They were two completely different, but it was the same recipe. Yeah. So you're going to have differences in the water chemistry, the water profile, or the efficiency of the brew system, or like how the tanks hold pressure, pitch rate. Like, it, there's gonna be differences, and like you may not think like small differences matter, but they really do. Um, so yeah, I mean, and people source grains from different maltsters, or they have different hops they get. Or, you know, like there's so many X factors. It's yeah. it's not a big deal for me to say, yeah, this is what I use. This is the yeast. This is how I do it. Yeah, it's fine. But and another good thing about collaborations, especially with like a newer brewer, like. 
Seven Taps, being new to the area, coming down here. Yeah. For anyone who, who's, who hasn't gone up to Shreveport and had their beer on for me with them, you guys do a collaboration with them. And We're going to have it here. You're going to be able yeah. to try it. And yeah. Then, so when their out. beers come down here, they're like, oh, that's, yeah. the, that's the guys that brewed with, with Cypress Coast. I'm going to yeah. try these beers. Yeah. It's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. I mean, 100%. And, like, I think the, also the goal with breweries is, like, you're trying to do stuff that you're known for and the other breweries known for and kind of, like, mash them together. Yeah. You know? Um, and you're learning from each other, too. So, like... Um, we do this really well, you do this really well. What if we do this style and do like these two combined and like see who, see what happens? Yeah. Um, or like, hey, we don't know how to brew this style very well. You know, we want to learn, so let's do it. And yeah. Experiment, have fun with it, you know? There you go. Um, two heads thinking are usually better than one for the most part. Right? That depends. Sometimes. <laughs> like I said, it depends. Not always, but um, when two people get together, you know, like, you can usually come up with something fun. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, um, I've I've enjoyed all the collabs that we've done with everybody, and I think they've all been really good beers. They have been. Um, the Pros to the Coast that we did with Urban South was good. That uh, West Coast mm-hmm. IPL Lager was I, I thought was great. Bougie Ridge was fantastic. It was really good. Boomstick still like. That was Boomstick was great. Yeah, that was an insane beer in my opinion. Bougie Rougie, I, I was like, I didn't know what it was going to be like. I'm like, okay, this this is going to be interesting. Yeah. And But then when I had it, I'm like, this is fucking delicious. Yeah, Brad was here. He was like, that's still my favorite beer this year. Like, not just like that he's done or we did. Like, yeah. just overall, he's like, that's my favorite beer this year. This came out. And I would almost agree with him, except for Boomstick. Yeah. <laughs> Boomstick is good, man. Yeah. Did you uh, get a chance to, for their one-year anniversary, two-year anniversary, uh, they released the DDH Sin City? No, I haven't gotten to. Um, oh, so good, man. Yeah, I was busy. Um, but, like, yeah, Brad was like, we're not going to do a nine-beer release again anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. When, when we brought him on Jay's show, and I'm like, why in the hell are y'all doing nine beers? Like, yeah, he was like, that was a bad idea. Yeah, um, they probably will not do that again. No. Do not blame them. No, no, there's no need for that. Just like you know, at least two or three. Like yeah, you don't have just, to go crazy with. Yeah, it. just bring back. You know, I think doing DDH Sin City was great. I think that made sense. Yeah, um, doing the Flambe Whip was really good. It's a good beer. Well, we just stick with that. Yeah. But they're mad men over there, and that's what they wanted to do. Yeah, Bobby Hoyt's a crazy man. Yeah. <laughs> Brad's, Brad's pretty crazy as that, that Say it out of love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we say it because we love you, Brad. Right. So, you guys have brewed with Brew Curry t- twice, right? Yes. When you open, and then for the one-year anniversary. Yes. Is this going to be a thing every year for, like, the anniversary? You guys team up and do another beer? I think that's a great I mean, idea. I think it's a good idea. We would just have to talk to Robert and see. And, I mean, I know... I know Brad and Bobby, we've already talked, and like, what's going to be our next one? Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I like all of them, you know, and I think it's fun to do that kind of stuff, you know, and keep it exciting. So I would not be opposed to it. Yeah. Um, and uh, Caleb has talked to a couple of other breweries in the area down in New Orleans, too. So we'll see. Uh, I, I think it'd be a great thing to do for every anniversary. But 
Or like, hey, it's springtime. Let's yeah, let's just brew something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it would be cool, and I don't know how difficult the logistics of it would be, but for like Louisiana Craft Beer Week. Yeah, like have all the local breweries like team up and just do releases for that week. Yeah, that we tried to do that. I don't know if anybody remembers a long time ago when all the breweries went up to Abita and they brewed yep. that IPA. Yep. Um, We've tried to do it. We just the logistics of it has just not worked out. Yeah, like figuring the. I think there's ways to do it where, like you said, do like craft beer week and have like a brew tour where each brewery does the same recipe but their own little tweak. Um, and you can go to each brewery and get like a pamphlet and a stamp and get a glass or you know. There's a ton of things that you can do. You can design like a COVID card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like in each stock, yeah. you get a stamp, and like you'll be able to like the card, the pamphlet, or whatever. will have like this is the base IPA, but this brewery used X hops and Y hops. Yeah. This brewery used Z, Z yeast and dry hopped it twice, or you know. Yeah, I think like, that would be fun. I think it'd be a great idea, and then like at the end, whenever you fill up your pamphlet or whatever, you get a glass, commemorative glass or something. Yeah. yeah. Try to push it so people want to go to the breweries and hit every all of them. You know? Absolutely, I love. So. I would love to do it. So years ago, this is before I worked for Tin Roof. When I had my first podcast, I teamed up with Tin Roof for the second year that they did their uh, parade ground beer. Yeah, and we put on a pub crawl. Yeah. Well, we called it the Coffee Crawl. Yeah. We did it downtown, and it was Happy's, Boudreaux and Thibodeau's, uh, Third Street Bar, which is now Bingo Tap Room, and uh, what was the other bar? It was literally the bar that's across the street from Bingo. It's now the River Room, but it was called something yeah. else at the time. I'm not familiar with. And like, we sold tickets for it, and like, it did well. We had a great turnout. We did it in October. The weather was perfect that night and like I got I had restaurants and businesses sponsored and they were we were doing raffle everybody bought a ticket got a raffle ticket uh -huh. and we were giving away stuff at each stop yeah so like the first one I forgot we gave away and then at the river room we gave away uh $50 gift card from Doe's yeah. at Boudreaux and Timido's. Uh, a buddy of mine had a music shop and he offered up an acoustic guitar where he put like a tin roof label on it and gave that yes. away. I mean like it incentivizes you to hit everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. everybody wins. Like it's not like oh this brewery did this and it's more fancy and so they're going to get all like no like the whole point is incentivize going everywhere. Yeah. And I'd love to see more stuff like that. I Especially agree. like downtown Third Street. You have enough bars where you can do that and everybody can just go park and walk up and down Third Street and go do these. Yeah. yeah, I know. I was talking to Keith at Agile about it. Like I said, since he was uh, he owns LA Homebrew, um, something that he wants to try to do and push is to do more with the home brewers in the area. Yeah. So do like um, when in, like the home brewers brew a beer. I don't know. Voted for best judge. However you want to do it. Yeah. But the winner gets to actually brew on the beer system at the brewery or something like that. Yeah. You know. That'd be fun. Um, because there's a lot of great homebrewers in the area. And, you know, you got to start. Louisiana still has a lot of growth potential for breweries. Yes. Um, so you want to start incentivizing people to, like, you can make a career out of this. Like, let's try to open up more breweries. Like, that's the ultimate goal. Um, it's not an end of 
obviously we individually want to do well, but we want the craft like as a whole to do better. Yeah, because we're we're very much lagging behind yeah. craft breweries here in Louisiana compared to everyone else in the country. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't think that. Like they're like, oh, we have like Gnarly Barley and Parish and like Abita and Dixie or Probears or you know. Yeah. Um, but think all like, the ones that have closed down, like, you know, Yeah, as well. and there's like 40, there's not even 40 breweries in Louisiana, and you go to Asheville, North Carolina, and go to downtown in the six block radius and hit 40 breweries. Yeah. Like, people don't understand, like, a lot of people don't understand that. Like, we do not have the amount of breweries considering how much Louisiana drinks. Yeah. Like, there's still a lot of room for growth, and, uh, so... I think like Keith has a great idea with involving home brewers and getting more people involved and learning the craft and like getting excited to want to open a brewery. Yeah. So. I know uh, Zach over at Tiger Tavern in Gonzales yeah. had contacted me a while back wanting to do something to where he had home brewers come out like on a Saturday yeah. and like show people how they homebrew. Yeah. And like have some stuff that they've already brewed to let people try and like this is this is the homebrew process set up their kits or whatever yeah he's gonna have live music and all this stuff and i thought that was a great idea it but is the obviously the pandemic kind of put a yeah, put yeah. a hole in that but i feel like i need to get him in touch with keith yeah and try to work something out yeah and do that yeah i know keith was trying to make a big push for that and like that's what or that's what he wants to do yeah um uh, i'm gonna pause this what were we talking right. about? I, I don't remember we stopped. Yeah. My, my daughter called. I don't remember what we were talking about, so we're moving on. We're already an hour and 15 into this. How much more time do we have? We can record however long we want. Okay. I mean, I just did a three and a half hour one at Pelican. I had to break it up into three separate podcasts. Oh, okay. We'll see where it goes. We'll see where the <laughs> goes. <laughs> I mean, I can always stop this and we right, can just right, drink. Right, right. Like, we don't have to keep recording. Right. Maybe we'll do that. We'll, we'll do this one, and then we can stop, and then we'll just drink. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, we'll drink and talk. We'll be good. Yeah. It's all good. So, what's this you just opened? Oh, so, I mean, we were talking about doing all these traditional beers and not uh, adjuncts and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and yet here we are. So here we are with the Westbrook 10th <laughs> anniversary. It's a peanut butter hazelnut marshmallow stout. Um, I had this when it first came out, and I enjoyed it. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see how it's aged. How old is this? I think it's about a year. Okay. Uh, maybe like eight months, something like that. So I'm kind of curious to see how it is now. Um, I know we were joking around about like not having adjuncts and beers and stuff like that. But it smells delicious. Yeah. You can get the marshmallows still. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's just good, right? Yeah. Nothing sticks out like nothing's in your face. It's not like super sweet. No. Um, you get the hazelnut and the chocolate. I don't get peanut butter. I'm not picking any of that. Either. No, but I'm getting like that Nutello. That could be the hazelnut, hazelnut yeah. chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Um, I get the marshmallow, like the sweetness. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, it's. I hate to admit it. <laughs> You hate to admit it. <laughs> I'm like after we were talking about like all these pure, yeah, like just beer, you and then we drink this. Yeah. But, I mean, look, it's good. There's a there's a place for those those stouts. There's a place for these stouts. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think it's I think it's interesting if you. Um, I mean, you're not gonna drink a whole bottle of that by yourself. I, I see. I mean, you I'm could. a stout guy, so I would. I mean, you, yeah, you could, um, but like. 
As a stout guy, I would. I could drink a bottle of that way more than I could drink a bottle of a seltzer that's same ingredients. Ugh, no. So, uh, I just can't. How many dogs piss on the floor here? You just gotta ask that question. Uh, a couple. Okay. No, they've had one that does. By the way, Cypress Coast oh, yeah. is pet friendly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as you're, if your kid's under 18, they can't come in, but your dog's all good. Yeah, your dogs are good. <laughs> dogs age quicker because mm -hmm. dog years. Yeah. Um, There's no. an equation. It's complicated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no math involved right now. Yeah. Yeah. This is delicious. This is really, really. It really good. is. It's. I think it's mellowed a lot. I think the sweetness has gone back. Cause I remember originally, like the marshmallow fluff sweetness, vanilla, like was really at the forefront. And I think that's kind of mellowed now. Like the chocolatey. Um, I don't know if it's peanut butter. I mean, I, I'm thinking it's peanut butter, but like. Yeah. You get that hazelnut. That Nutella yeah. kind of, like, it tastes like yeah. Nutella to me. I meant to bring, I completely forgot it when I forgot my laptop this morning. Yeah. Uh, I have a, a three-year-old uh, Canadian breakfast stuff. I actually had a bunch of those. I was going to bring them, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I was going to bring it, and I just completely forgot to grab it. Oh, sweet beer. Yeah. I've got... It may have mellowed over three years. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's my thing. I love aging stouts. Yeah. I've got um, a 2016... Uh, Bourbon County. Yeah. I almost brought a 2012 Russian Imperial style. Um, the Courage Russian Imperial style. Oh, like yeah. the original Russian Imperial yeah. styles. Um, I, it was like a 2012 and I almost brought it because eight styles are just magical to me. Yeah. The, um, the first Russian Imperial style I ever had was Old Rasputin. Yeah. And that's, that's still my favorite. Yeah. I love that beer. Um, I know they did a barrel age version. They do it. a barrel age version. I've never had it, but it's, it's got to be delicious. It's unreal. Yeah. It might have to be. Strangely enough, not great on nitro or less good on nitro. I really? have a recipe on nitro. I think I just don't like nitro. I don't like nitro either, yeah. honestly. It kinda, some beers it works for, but it's just. Yeah, like Guinness. Like, yeah, it kind of. It made it thin to me, like in a weird way. Okay. Yeah. Old Rasputin's a classic. I mean, that's just like the one of the pillars of like stouts. Yeah. Dark beers. Absolutely. Um, the barrel age version is really good. I've been lucky to have a few all bottles of it. Um, like I said, this it's called Courage. I don't really even see them very much anymore, but it was like the first Russian Imperial style, where the story goes. Um, is but I think a little bottle, yeah, it comes like in a little like an eight 350 ounce or, or, or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, old engine oil used to come in those little, yeah, yeah, the Harvestin or whatever. Yeah. yeah, um, it's I think it's actually like. Not funky, but I think it's got like a little mild bread to it, so it ages really well. Yeah. So it's one of those that's minted like you sit on for like 10, 12 years. Gotcha. Let it age. Yeah, and it just develops that like old leather, you know. Um, it just evolves into something great. That's what I love about stouts is like they're so big, boozy, and malty that you can throw them in your closet, forget about them five years, and then find it, and you're like, great. But like, yeah. if you did it with an IPA, you'd be like, "Holy shit, I fucked up!" <laughs> That's like five months later, an IPA yeah. and it's gone. Like, and nope, it's it's out of here. Yeah. Athlon Insurance here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, is committed to letting you live your life your way. They have access to many different carriers of home, auto, and life insurance, and are prepared to find the plan that meets your expectations and the needs of your family. For more information, you can visit them online at athloninsurance.com. Or you can give them a call at 225-366-7530 and let Dwayne Moran and his trained staff take care of your needs at Athlon Insurance.
Cafecito Coffee Roasters work with farmers and importers to carefully select unique coffees from some of the top farms and co-ops in the world. They roast daily on a small batch roaster that gives them the freedom to manually control all stages of the roasting process. To learn more about their coffees and subscribe to their coffee subscription service, visit them online at cafecito.com. That's C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X.com. Cafecito Coffee Roasters. That's the one thing I, I got upset about with Chen Reform when I was there and we did Smiling Ivan. Yeah. That was a really good good Russian Imperial Stout, and they never barrel aged. Barrel aged. Yeah. I'm like, we should barrel age this beer. And they're like, eh. And I, actually, I think they tried to barrel age it, and then something happened, and it fucking spoiled or something went wrong. Yeah, it happens. I mean, whenever you do the barrel process, I mean, it's not a sanitary thing. It's not like it's sealed, like these fermenters and stainless steel, and like, it's porous, it's wood, it's got bugs, and like, not literal bugs but like yeah. bread hedicock and stuff like that oxygen like, gets oxygen in, gets no in and yeah. out it gets a crack in there and yeah so like the whole point of the aging process is is to let the thing mature on its own um so a lot can go wrong with it in that time yeah um and plus the condition of the barrel is like freshly dumped barrels you don't have to worry about it after two days it's a little you know so fine but once you're talking like a month two months three months like you don't know what's in it at that point. It's true. Um, so you can pick up infections fairly easy. Um, there's steps that you can do as far as like burning sulfur, you know, um, rinsing it with hot water, stuff like that. But it it doesn't take much to go south with barrel aging beers. So knock on wood for our barrel aged oyster stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So everything goes smoothly with that. So when is uh when do you think that's gonna be ready? Maybe December. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, we've got we've got that that we have. Um, we also have an actual true like wild ale going right now. Ooh, nice. Um, it's aging on raspberries. Um, yes. Yeah. So super funky saison with all the bread and lacto and pediococcus and all that good stuff. Um, so hopefully maybe like one weekend we'll do like a really super limited release of that. Okay. Um, we'll have like one keg of that, maybe two kegs of the barrel and stout. Make sure you come for that weekend. <laughs> oh, shit. Remind me when that's gonna be. Yeah, I will definitely be here. So yeah, we we tested the stout, the sour recently, and it was really good. I really been looking forward to that beer. Yeah. So I have a request <laughs> for you guys, and it's. It, it, to me, it seems like a small request. You guys would be like, no, fuck no, we're not doing that. I implore you okay. to open from noon to 7 on Sundays. So, <laughs> good news. I just, yay! Um, actually, this Sunday we're going to do brunch for the first time. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, super excited about that. If I wasn't going to be at the same French Food yeah, and Wine Festival. I understand. Um, but wait, wait, it's done at 5. What, do y'all, what time are y'all close? 7. Seven. So I'll swing by. Well, brunch will be done, but I'll still yeah. swing by and have a beer on the way home. Yeah. Um, the, the hard thing was is that we brewed on Sundays. Um, it was a double-edged sword. So we actually did try to open at 12 on Sundays when we first started last year. And it was dead. Like, we would sit here for, like, three hours and, like, nobody would show up. Yeah, I mean, but it was pandemic year, It too, was. It so, was different, yeah. Uh, I feel like now maybe that it might may, not be the case. It might not be. Um, and then we were brewing, so it was tough to, like, run the brewery and, like, 
try to brew at the same time and be in both places. Luckily now we actually have some employees and we can, you know, have some coverage for the bar while we do this. So do I need to come pour beers on a Sunday to help help with that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're not paying you. Just come yeah. out and help. Um, I would voluntarily do it. Yeah, and I think we're actually we're actually trying to do the um, change the brew schedule so that we actually will not be brewing on Sundays. So it may not be an every Sunday thing, but we'll see. You know. We'll see how brunch goes and maybe Yeah, I mean I feel like that time frame. with government taco being closed, you guys having a food option here would definitely uh, I think would bring people in. Yeah. It does. I don't no. know if at twelve it'll be or not. But when we do have food options here on Sundays, like yeah. they're good. They're oh it's a, good Sundays. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough to find food trucks on Sundays though, like because everyone because they want to be off on Sunday. That's usually their day off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the only day we can have. Like, but I mean, I, I feel like you can get Richard here on every Sunday. He, Richard, and he, he, he does. Here. He does yeah. need a vacation yeah, every so. now and then. Uh, what about the the smoking oak guys? They're Sundays. They, Sundays off. They Sundays want off. Sundays okay. off. All right. They've done it a couple of times to help Richard out. Yeah. Because he needed a day off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, finding food trucks. So if anybody's a food truck or you know looking for something on a Sunday yeah. you know reach out to us which we love Richard we're not trying to replace him just no but like if there's a Sunday he can't make it yeah. maybe Memphis Matt could come and sling some barbecue yeah he might be down with Memphis, his barbecues yeah like really, I said really there's good. just been a couple people we were out to and they're like yeah and then they do one Sunday and they're like nah I like my Sundays off <laughs> yeah I mean yeah understandably so yeah and brunch is weird around here because it's just like people have Superior, their brunch spots that they yeah. go to every yeah. fucking Sunday this is where we go for brunch yeah but it's the same thing with the LSU games. Everybody has their ritual with oh LSU yeah. games. This is the spots we go to to watch LSU games. Yep. It's, it's, it's that's just how it is. But I, I don't know. I feel like with with you guys having some food here on a Sunday, yeah, it the, would the food definitely be good helps. For y'all. Yeah. If we don't have if something happens and we don't have a food truck or a food option, it's noticeably dead. Because like you said. Government tacos closed. Anthony's is closed. Yeah, that that closed. chick's closed over there. Yeah. You still can't park over there. Yeah, she's still closed. Um, so we have. There's no food. So like, if they're not open, nobody's open, and we don't have food, then it's not a. It's just not a, a place a lot of people want to go. To, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a tough thing to have a brewery and not have that food option because. Yeah, right. If you don't have food around you, like you guys are lucky, you've got government taco, you've got Anthony's, you, I mean, you had Rubachers until they had a fire, now they're closed. Yeah. But it's like, if you have someone who's like, all right, we're going to get some food and we're going to come back later, nine out of ten times, you're not going to see that person no. right. again that afternoon. Luckily, within the parking lot, you can walk and you're back and, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and of course, you have waiter and Uber Eats and all that stuff, but still, I mean, I don't pay $30. You a vending machine? Yeah. Pop a vending machine Dude, in the brewery. Have like a little pizza vending machine. It just like pops out little pizzas. <laughs> Killer. If you were in Japan, I think that's <laughs> Japan. It sounds like a very Japan thing. There actually is a guy that Jay knows that is doing. I want to say he's doing a. He's, do, he's doing pizza vending machines. I believe it. Where it's like he's doing like little personal pizzas in these vending machines. I believe it. <laughs> um, if you go to Japan, there's a vending machine oh, for everything. everything. A- anything and everything. Sushi stuff vending you, machine. Stuff you don't want in a vending machine, they have. <laughs> um, you have to 
you go to special spots first. Yeah. Yeah, if you go to the special spot, you know where you're going, you can find anything. Yeah. Um, but it's not that type of podcast, so we're not talking about that. <laughs> it, uh, it, I don't even, what is this podcast? <laughs> we go off on so many tangents. We do. We never focus. It's great, though. I think that's the beauty of the podcast. Like, we start off focused on one thing, but then the conversation carries us to other places. Yeah, like the whole point of this podcast was stouts, and I don't think we've talked about We talked about the beer, and then everyone has been. Yeah. Off this route, or off this beaten path, or off this. <laughs> like this is what we're drinking, and then we're gonna go here. This was Stouts, and there was a five-minute segment on best Mexican lager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think this podcast, like, is the perfect example of like friends having beers. Like, it's just you yeah. go where you go where the story tells you. Look, you know? t- today I got an email saying I, that today marked uh, I had my seven thousandth download. Oh, nice. congratulations! So, People yeah. are listening. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, now I'm about to move. I'm taking it from the podcast server I have now, and we're moving it to our guarantee network podcast group that we just started. Okay. So they're going to market this more and try to get, like, sponsors and all kinds yeah, of other stuff. Yeah, and yeah. build it up a little bit more. So we'll have, you know, yeah. 10 more people listening. So. <laughs> Tens of people Tens is, what, of is people. what I like to say. <laughs> I make, yeah. I make the medium dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're we're an hour and thirty. Okay. Do you want to continue, or should we stop and just drink? So, I, if we're going to continue and drink, I think just do the podcast. Um, okay. I don't I mean, know how like much I, longer. But. Like, like I said, I can let this run, and I can break it up into yeah. parts one, two, and three. Yeah, I think we could do okay. maybe maybe one or two more. And, uh, not too much longer. Like I can't do a three and a half hour podcast like y'all did. No, no. So. I mean that wasn't the intention of Pelican. It's just like Chris is always, hey, can we do like forty five minutes or an hour? I got some stuff to do. It's like, like four hours. Like later. yeah, man, cool. We can yeah. do that. And then three hours later, we're still there. We've drank sixteen beers. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. Uh, no, I mean it's Friday night. It is Friday night. So I'm going out after this. Okay? Yeah, I was going to go after this. Too, yes. so I can't go too much. Yeah, I, I can't go too hard since you're too early. Yeah, I have friends playing at Brickyard downtown, so I'm going to go oh, watch really? them. And then I'm waking up early tomorrow to go to Lafayette, and then I'm going to the game tomorrow night, and then Sunday going to. It's a big weekend. Yeah, it's a loaded weekend. It's a loaded weekend. I, when I have a weekend where I don't have my daughter, I try to fill it up with as much beer drinking and yeah. stuff. This is when I try to go podcast. Like these are the weekends I can go drive to a brewery. Right. Right. You know, yeah. Let's set up and do something. It's just it's impossible to do it during the week. Right. No. Unless like I'm doing it with you guys or rally cab or right. like local area. Yeah. 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 I mean during the week it's you're more than welcome to come out and hang out. It's just like Well I normally stop by and have a beer with you do and yeah. hang out or I'll come to the radio show on Thursdays yeah. and stuff like that. So I mean, it's convenient, it's like it's on my way to the interstate. Yeah. Yes, come down here. Like like we say on the radio show, like skip traffic, just go to the brewery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck traffic. Yeah. The traffic was miserable today. Like I kept seeing wrecks posted like everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I don't I, I don't understand why people just can't drive. I don't understand it. I mean I had my car for two months in the parking lot and somebody hit it. Like, even parked in the parking lot, you're not safe. You got some fancy uh, additions on your car recently, I saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Glad you noticed that. <laughs> I did. Well, I saw your post. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to know the stuff that I'm going through with this. With, uh, finally got a nice car and can't get anything forward because of the stupid shipping off, issues and stuff. Everything's off the coast of California. So, uh, yeah, I got new rims, I got new tires. 
Uh, I lowered it. Uh, so I'm waiting on other stuff. So maybe next year I'll get it. Uh, I actually ordered other wheels. I just got these because they're in stock because I got tired of waiting for the other ones. Now, what kind of car is that? It's a Honda. It's a 2020 Honda Civic Type R. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it looks wait. very sporty. It is. It's. It. This is the tangent now. The podcast is going on. Um, From beer to cars. Yeah, it's fun because like the Civic Type R was something you could never get in America. It was always Japanese market or European market, and so finally in 2017 they announced that America was going to get their version finally. Um, and so I've been big into the JDM scene since like the late 90s, early 2000s. The first got into cars. Um, it's one of the, f I don't want to say it's the fastest car in production because that's not true, but it's one of the fastest production cars to go around like the Nürburgring in Germany and um, the Suzuka track in Japan. Um, it is a daily driving car that's very track focused. Um, there's even an app that's built into my car where I can like do lap times and stuff. Like it is true like a track car. Um, so Caleb, what are you driving? <laughs> A regular Civic. <laughs> not the fancy uh, Civic, just no. a regular Civic. It's not a fancy Civic. Um, but it was funny because, like, the in the in America, because we couldn't get, like, the Japanese parts. Like, I know Fast and Furious made the Joe Woko overnight parts from Japan and all that. But it was true. Like, you would always order parts from, like, Europe or Japan to get the parts. Um, and you tried to create the Civic Type R in America when you couldn't. We were importing engines and everything. Jesus. Now we have the car, and it's like, what can I do? To it, like, I don't know. We have what we need. Like, yeah, like, like, we have it all. <laughs> so, my Ford Focus up against you, buddy. Yeah, 2016 model. I don't even make that car anymore. Yeah, it's this vintage. is. Yeah, it's a vintage <laughs> car. It's a collectible. Yeah, I mean, it's a. It, it is a modern marvel for the Civic for what it is for a front wheel drive car because it has over 300 horses and 300 pounds of torque and like. That's some big numbers for a small four-cylinder engine. And it's front-wheel drive car. What color is that? It's Sonic Gray Pearl. Um, it's very shiny. Fun fact, it's one of the rare colors to be done. They only did it for two models, and one of the models, the 2020, which is what I have, was when Honda shut down because of COVID. So oh, wow. they only imported, like, maybe 3,000 worldwide. So and you got lucky and got one. Yeah, I bought it used. <laughs> so, Jeez. Um, Caleb, time for your fancy Civic. Yeah. Get on the get on the yeah. fancy Civic. <laughs> get right on that. I will say a family vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I drive a minivan or something. Yeah, dude, lower the minivan. Dude, that's a hatchback. I go to Target. I I when I sold my house and moved, I used the Civic. I use that thing for everything. It's got way more room than you could think. <laughs> so it's very utility even though you don't think it is. My Ford Focus has a lot of room in the trunk, but yeah. it's currently filled up with drum stuff right now. I fit that I don't use. I fit four wheels and four tires in that. So it's got it's very utilitarian. It's it's got a lot of like you can fit a lot of junk in the trunk. Have you bought driving clothes yet? I have not bought driving oh, clothes. Oh, you dude, come on. It's got the Alcantara steering wheel. I want you like a, like a jumpsuit no. with the gloves. I'm not that. It's still Scarf. A, it's still a Civic. <laughs> it's still, at the end of the day, it's still a it's Civic. It's still a Civic. It's a very fancy Civic. It's a fancy Civic with no CD player. 
What do you? Well, Bluetooth. There's no yeah. what CDs anymore. But it's <laughs> weird because like they still make vehicles with CD players in, them, which is I, just like do new vehicles. I guess I some know. of them. Some like if, if you get like a base model of something, yes. they'll have a CD player in it. Dude, which is when like, I who buys CDs? When I tell you like everything is on my phone on the car, it's, yeah, absolutely. I, I can pull you up right now and I can show you like not my lap times, but I can show you the lap like driving home from work and it'll show you all of that it, it rates my driving it gives me points wow and it's all on the app that is crazy yeah it'll show you how far you went it'll rate like how good you are how your acceleration braking it'll even show you like your throttle response how your braking response like how far you're pressing everything in and like how smooth or accurate you are. Like, it is a track car. It is a track car through and through. Is it nice that you don't have to drive the Hammond every... Yeah, that's a license. Caleb, unfortunately, still has to drive the Yeah. Did you you have any damage from from Ida at your house? Because I haven't really talked to you about it. No, there were, in the neighborhood, there were, like, some fences blown down and stuff. Um, I just told my wife that our fence was good because I put it up. Ah, there you go. Okay, (laughs) with help from me. (laughs) Yeah, Justin helped. There. My brother helped. So, but uh, it's a little crooked. If you, if you look at it, it goes down in certain spots. You know, when it's been a long day, you think you're digging the post in the right straight line. A couple of beers. Doesn't always. Yeah, it's fine. It's up. It survived Ida. Yeah, there you go. Look, that's good. I'm glad you didn't get any uh, damage over there. Yeah, just some small branches in the yard, a little cleanup. That's it. So. Just a very lucky. Not a power without a while, but the power outage sucked. But other than that, yeah, how long it could have been way worse. So. How long were you without power? Two and a half weeks? Jeez. Well, three weeks? No, two and a half. No, it was funny because what happened was we got power back, and literally that day, the guy in the field behind the house was, remember, he was cleaning limbs up? Yeah. And he cut and he cut a limb, and it fell on the power line. Like and the, knocked it over. Yeah, he, he, got, he got up there what? prematurely, didn't wait for somebody to come, and then knocked out a line after we just got it back. I was so excited. I cleaned out the fridge, did all that stuff, and yeah. everything was back to normal, and then power goes out again. I'm like, yeah. And because it was, like, not through the hurricane, they were dealing with other areas, so. Yeah, like, they weren't worried about and it. And it was only half the neighborhood, so his half lost idea. Yeah, I'm calling energy, and I'm like, hey, we Jeez. got power, but then we did. We're like, yeah, we know y'all are done with items. Like, no, 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 y'all already fixed that part. Something else happened. Can y'all come back out? We're like, no, shows y'all are good. I'm like, please send someone. Yeah, I'm telling <laughs> you, right. like power here. It was like another week because they had uh, so many other things going on. Yeah, that there sucks, man. I drive home and just like, nope, that half still doesn't have power. Sucks. <laughs> Yeah. have a generator now, so that's good. Well, there yeah. you go. Look, hold on to it. You never know when you're going right. to need it. Yeah. I, I've swore that like the when I build another house, I'm, uh, there's going to be a generator built into oh, it. Oh, 100%. It's like, 100%. When the power goes out, that thing's automatically going to kick on. After going through this experience, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I was without power for a week. But I, I was living at the radio station because we were... Yeah, we were storming. Yeah, like I was there... 7 a.m. Sunday morning, like ready to go, and then my roommate texted me at 7:30 that night. Said power just went out. I'm like, all right, dude. Oh, I'm not coming back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, mean, I brought a bag. Good luck, buddy. Like, I'm sleeping on Matt Moscona's couch. Like this yeah. is what I'm doing. And yeah. like we had we had generators running, and then our generators cut off. They kept the generators that ran the radio station stayed on. Our tower for Talk 107.3 completely went out. Yeah. So. If you had Wi-Fi, you could hear it online. We were still broadcasting for people that could. could. Like, we have an HD stream. If you have an HD radio, you can listen to it. Okay. But it 
it cut off the power, so we had electricity for the first and second floor, and then everything above that had no power, except on the fourth floor, one side of the building had power, which was weird, but the ACs didn't work. Ah. So, like, the first, the Sunday night I stayed up there on the fourth floor, it was fine, because we had the ACs cranked, so yeah. it stayed cool. The Monday night I stayed up there, nope. it was miserable. I had to go downstairs, find a fan, get an extension cord, run it to the other side of the building where they had power. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was a fucking, just a headache. But, yeah, I lived at the radio station from Sunday until Thursday, and then power got turned on uh, at Lot Cook at LSU. So our boss was able to secure a room. I was like, if anybody needs to go there, take a shower if you need a bed to sleep in like it's open but a few of the people that worked at the radio station had power they got their power back on nice. so I ended up staying over there Thursday and Friday and then Friday night my roommate calls me and says hey man the power's back on I'm like cool I'm already in the hotel room I'll just come in the morning Yeah. packed up all my stuff that morning driving to the house I'm getting off the interstate at my exit he calls me Hey man, just want to let you know the power went oh, back no. off this morning. Like, yeah, that's what sucked because like, it was like a kidding me. It was like a tease because they get power up and then they like go down like to another grid and they have to cut you off to make. Yeah. it. and you're like, oh damn it. Yeah, so it like they cut it off and it, it stayed off until late Sunday afternoon. But I ended up going to a friend's house to watch the LSU game that night, who had power, and I just stayed at her house. Yeah, so, we had that. I sleep on your couch. Like I just, I'm not going sweated. I can't go back to the hotel room because I gave the key up to somebody who still didn't have power, so they're staying in the room. I think that's the most miserable part. Is like you said, like you're hot and sweaty. You're cutting trees. You're cleaning your yard. You go take a shower. And then you just start sweating again. Yeah. That's and like, then you take a shower to go to bed, and you're just sweating in bed. You're just like, that's just the most miserable part. Yeah. I mean, I didn't shower for like four days. Yeah. Because if you could the radio a- station, nobody had power for me. Yeah. Like, I didn't have power. I wasn't going to go drive all the way. Because then it was a situation like where I only had right under a half a tank of gas. Right. Yeah. And you couldn't get gas. gas. Yeah. So if I'd have drove to Prairieville to go back to my house just to take a shower, you'd have run out of gas. I wouldn't have, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have been able to get gas. I'm just like, fuck it, I'm going to stay here at the radio station and just stink for four days. Yeah. I had to change of clothes, but like, I just, yeah, but I'd go in the bathroom and just like you get do that soap on paper towel. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, yeah. Miserable. If bath. A, if you had a hurricane <laughs> with uh like in November like we have right now, I'd be hundred percent okay. Yeah, the weather's great right now. Like, yeah. It'd be fine. Yeah. But I'd still be probably living in the fucking radio station. Yeah. It's like all hands on deck. Yeah, it's just that sweat, go shower, get out sweaty. You just you don't stop sweating. No. That's what people I don't think understand. It's like 95% humidity and you sweat. Yeah, people that don't live here in Louisiana just don't understand how fucking miserable it is. It's soup. The yeah. air is soup. I described it to someone as like, imagine you open the door and you're walking out of your house and someone takes a shag rug and sprayed it down with water and then threw it on top of you. Yeah. And that is your day. (laughs) You go shopping and you're sweaty. You go grocery store. You go anywhere. You You walk from your car to... You check the mail. Yeah. Yeah. You're fucking sweating. It's miserable. Yeah. And it's it's just... You can't... It's not a dry heat like in Arizona. No. Like, you're just sweaty all day. That's what I love when I lived in... I lived in Reno, Nevada for a couple years. And... The dry, the dryness out there was great for my sinuses because my sinuses are fucking horrible. Yeah. And then also in the wintertime, like, 
it would be cold and there's snow everywhere, but I would still just have like a little small jacket. Yeah, because it's not like that damp wet. Yeah, it's like what it was cold, but I wasn't like fuck this. This is miserable. Right. I had a um, I had a college professor when I was at Southeastern, and he had like he was one of those that traveled the world, like you know went everywhere he could. Um, and I remember him talking. He was like. He wasn't originally from Louisiana. I don't know where he was from, actually, but he had been to, like, Antarctica, Russia, Siberia, like, you know, all kinds of places. And he was like, I'm not going to lie. The coldest I've ever been was in a duck line in Manshack. <laughs> and it's true, because that wet, that dampness yeah. just cuts you. It was the worst. Um, me and my brother, we went fishing one time in Manshack, and it was, like, early December, and I think it was, like, 55 or 60. And you're like, oh, that sounds like a good time. No, it's fucking miserable. Yeah, it's not Don't fun. go. <laughs> it is not fun. You could wear, we wore jeans, we had hoodies, we had, like, sweatpants underneath. We were still freezing. We left. <laughs> like, fuck this. These ducks yeah. ain't worth it. Nope. So, <laughs> um, that moisture is just, like, it just gets to your bones. Yeah. Um, it hurts. It does. And, like, a lot of people don't realize that. Cause All right, old man. <laughs> It's true. You'll be 49 next month, Caleb. Yeah. Or this month, whenever this thing airs. So like, I am I am the old man. But I love cold weather. Like, I want it to be cold. Like, when, yeah. it, when, we were, when it was, like, down to 17 degrees earlier this year. Loved I loved it. I loved it until, like, I woke up at 5 in the morning and I walked. I stayed at my buddy's house because I was like, I don't want to take a chance in case the road's closed, drive back to Prairieville. Like, he lives right down the street from the radio station. It's like, I'm going to crash at yeah. your place. And I woke up at 5 in the morning to go to work and walked out the door and a gust of wind hit me. Yeah. It was 17 degrees. And I was like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. This is cold. All right. I don't like this at all. We're That's talking. a little too <laughs> Yeah. We were talking about it last night. There was a guy that comes in and he plays football. Um, another, it was an older gentleman that's here too. He used to play sports and whatnot. And we were talking about how much fun it was to play in that cold weather. And it was like, that first hit is the worst thing you Oh, yeah. Hit. You get that sting, but after that, you're just numb. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That first hit was like you just got belted with like a bunch of needles. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, like ah. that first hit in the cold weather is miserable, but after that, you don't feel shit. No, um, you just it's okay. But then you go to halftime, and then you get warm, and then you go back out, and you gotta get that. You gotta get that hit again. You gotta get that hit. So I look forward to the cold weather. I just well, I mean, you can bundle up in the cold weather here and. You know, re- reasonably stay warm. Correct. You can you can run in this fucking place buck naked in the middle of August. You can only take miserable. oh you, you still can miserable. only take so many clothes off. Yes. And unfortunately, I the can't law skin says myself. yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> the law says I can't do it that much. Yeah, it's so, just horrible. Some um, people might be understanding here. Though. Just, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I you make, heat, right? Yeah. Okay, it's fine. I <laughs> make a post. It's like, it's in August. You somebody walking down the street naked, like yeah, yeah right, I get yeah. it. It's fine. Yeah, cool. Okay, I make that post on Facebook every year. Like, if you're complaining about the cold in January, fucking unfriend me. Yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to March and April with the heat. I hate it. I can't stand the heat. My buddy calls me the cold troll because, like, every time the news is like, oh, there's a cold front coming through, I get excited. The highs are gonna be in the upper 60s, and I'm like, that's not fucking cold. No, it, like, but it's, I love it. It's yeah, but that's yeah, great. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, and they're like, the lows are gonna be in, in the 40s. I'm like, all right, when the highs are in the 40s, then we can talk about a cold front coming through. Yeah. And my buddy's like, oh, here comes the cold troll. I'm just like. I think yes. we're getting into the 30s on Saturday night. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be nice. I'm going to be fucking nice and cold out at the game tomorrow night. I had a I'm friend. I was, we were hanging out with the last cold front, the first one that came through a couple weeks ago. Um, 
I opened every door. I opened every window. Yes. I jumped out of bed at like 6.30, went and made a cup of coffee. I am giddy as a schoolgirl when that first cold front gets. Dude. I love it. When I walk outside and it's overcast and like 50 degrees, Thank I'm you. like, yes. yes. It's going to be a good Let's day. Let's go do some cool <laughs> shit. This is, what, this is the weather I want to be out in. Yeah. Keep your sun in your heat. Yeah. Fuck, I hate those people. I don't get it. I don't know. I, I just, don't know either. I, uh, people maybe, love that shit. I'm just like, I'm, I'm bigger, fat, hairier, maybe. I don't know. I'm well insulated. I yeah. don't like the heat. Yeah. I can't stand it. Well, when I was skinny, I liked the cold. Now, granted, this was like in the early 90s, but I still like cold. I never, <laughs> never like the hot weather. It's still a relief, even if you're big, skinny. Yeah. yeah. I have always liked the cold weather. I like both. I like when the change, if you get stuck in one thing too long, like the change. Like, you get the relief now from the heat, but then at the winter, like, there's first little bit of summer, and then you're over it, like, after a week. Yeah, but it's like, it's, it's, so this year with the cold, cold weather that we dealt with, which was rare. Normally, this summer really wasn't that bad. No, normally our winter is it's like a week. Yeah, and then it's like all right, it was back yeah. to kind of hot. Yeah, like that's true. the great thing about the beginning of the pandemic was we had a spring. Yeah, we did. Like in yeah. April, the weather was great. No, even like you said, in, now it's fair to be fair. It rained literally every day. Um, so every day was cold, rainy, overcast. But like, yeah, I'm fine with it. I was fine with it. Like. <laughs> We'd had how many days over 90 degrees? Not very many. No. Like, we didn't have a single day over 100 um, that I know of. So, no. I'll take that every year. No, I don't want the flooding, but... No, no, we could definitely do without the flooding, for yeah. sure. So, 100%, I was fine and dandy with overcast and cloudiness. Yes. So... Um, I love it. I thrive on that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I agree with you there. I'm 100% on board with that. So... Should we get back to beer talk? <laughs> Sorry. We went, we went from Another cars to weather. And weathers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get with ABV podcast. This friends. is it, people. <laughs> we, give you, we give you a little bit of everything, so it's like yeah. variety. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, what do you drink? I don't. Does anybody interview you on these podcasts? No. So, what's your, what, what are you drinking right now? <laughs> Nothing. My glass is empty. I'm sorry. <laughs> Caleb walked I'm, away. I'm going to take some more of this Westbrook. That, that'll work. This is good. Uh, my fridge at home right now has all kind of stuff in it. It's, yeah. It's a, normally when I go and do the podcast at Pelican, I leave with a bunch of stuff. Chris yeah. is like, go take some shit. Yeah. So, it's, but be, because of, of you and the Crispy Boys, like, yeah. I, there was a Southern Grist corn lager. Okay. It was fucking delicious. Yeah. It was really, really good. And I took a, I took a couple, I took a stout from Pontoon maybe, and not Down with the Thickness. It was another one I think uh-huh. they did. I like Down with the Thickness. I liked it too. I, when when Jay had it at Government Taco, I drank the shit out of it. Yeah, that's a good beer. It's a, it's thick. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking thick. They weren't lying. It's a Down no. with the Thickness. It's a thick ass fucking stout. Yeah. And and. That's the, a, a confusion for a lot of people. When they look at Guinness, they think Guinness is a thick style. It's no, not. It's, it's the not. nitrous. It's the, it's the yeah. yeah it's, I, I got into not an argument. Me and a guy, another guy was having a discussion, and we agreed. We didn't argue like yeah. about it. When people say, like, oh, I drink heavy beers, and you like ask what, they're always like, oh, I drink Guinness. Like, no, that's like the thinnest, waterous. Yeah. I think it's, it's I, I think it's lighter than like a Michelob Ultra. It is. It's like, <laughs> like. Um, it's super light, it's super thin, super, you know, it tastes like water from an ashtray to me. 
I only drink it for St. Patty's Day. That's it. Um, I do not like Guinness. I still like to go to the the brewery and get a proper Guinness pour. Just, I've heard know. in Dublin it's way better and different. Overseas. I'm sure it is. I'm sure, yeah. Jay's had it. And he, it he says it's 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 definitely like night and day yeah. compared to what That's we everybody get. I've heard that has had in Ireland says the same thing. But... Guinness we get is not good in my opinion. No. I, don't, I, I, I will go on record as saying that. We were talking to someone about like imported beers like that and how Foster's is like shit beer. Yeah. Like, that's not true. Like that's not beer they they drink they in drink. Australia. Yeah. That's just something. Marketing. Yeah, it's a yeah. marketing thing. They put a kangaroo on it or whatever. Right. Yeah. What was what was the there was a beer Cooper's was it Cooper's Cooper's was the other Australian beer but no there was one that had a had a I don't know if it was an Australian beer now but it had a kangaroo for the logo wow and I can't remember who it was I had a T-shirt from like I, I won for something at a bar I have no idea the only one I can think of is Foster's it definitely wasn't Foster's it was something else but Foster's Foster's thing isn't a kangaroo but I just said that because it's Australian. No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm picturing it. It's just a big F. It's not a kangaroo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I say that. It's a I blue can just, with an F. Yeah, like, I was just going with it. Like, yeah, there's a kangaroo. But, no, there's not, actually. Um, no, we would, uh, I know, like, in Australia, they drink Coopers, and Coopers is, like, they actually used to supply, like, homebrew supplies and stuff, too. Oh, huh, okay. Um, but they have, like, a stout. They have, like, a porter. If Coopers is still a thing, it may not be. But I remember Coopers was, like, a big thing. I hope it's even Australian beer now that I'm thinking about it. Well, I think it is. We'll Google it real quick. Luckily, we have the Google machine handy. Yeah. I'm I'm almost positive that it's a... Let's see. Cooper's Brewery. Largest Australian-owned yeah. brewery. Yeah. There you go. Now, I'm cu- I'm, I want to Google beer company with kangaroo logo. I have no clue. I can't remember what what beer that was. Not Guinness. No, it was definitely not Guinness. Uh, See, they're saying Foster's, but like... Maybe it was back in the day they had a kangaroo label. I I always remember the blue F, or the red F. The red F, yeah, yeah. The blue can. But I can't remember who the hell it was. I mean, this was back in the... Early nineties, well, mid nineties probably. Uh, I don't know. There's no nothing. Well, look, there's a Foster's with a kangaroo on it, but I don't think it was Foster's. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe it was. I'm, maybe it I was never, Foster's. It may have been a long time ago because I never remember Foster's having a kangaroo. Big red, big red. That's what it was. I've never heard of that. That must big be old. Red. Oh, dude, yeah, it's 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 old, but that's what it was. It was big red. Huh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, the beer was shit. <laughs> it was not good. With a name like Big Red. Yeah. It was the Talladega Nine. You don't chew Big Red. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> I when I before I got into craft beer when I was drinking shit like Coors Light, I would drink. I would chew Big Red and drink Coors Light. Oh my god. I need some kind of flavor. I need something. Because yeah. Coors Light was just like literally drinking water. Yeah, that's what my grandpa used to drink. It was always Coors the Banquet. Like, I like Banquet. Banquet's good. Yeah, Coors Banquet was fine. Uh, but that's like what all he drank that I remember as a kid with him drinking. Yeah. Um, my, my grandmother, going back full circle to malt liquor again. Yeah. My grandmother, every night before she went to bed, drank a 40. Mm. 
of either Old Milwaukee Ooh. or Schlitz. Oh. Because it helped with her arthritis so she could sleep really? at night. She had bad arthritis in her legs. And so she just said, like calmed her down. Or... I guess so. She would drink a 40 every night before she'd go to bed. She was hardcore, man. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I bet she was fun. Like, hang out and party with her. She was a, she was a good old lady. She was yeah. a little bit racist, but I mean, well, <laughs> most that generation. my grandparents yeah. were too. <laughs> Uh, if I look back and think of some of the things she said when I was a kid, I'm just like, yeah. Oh, my grandparents weren't sly about it. Like, it was fun. <laughs> um, and, I mean, it was, I don't know. You, you hate to say it's a different generation. Yeah. I, and, it's an excuse, whatever, you know. Um, not making it right or wrong. No. So, it's obviously wrong. Yeah. Like, it's not. So, um, I guess just things were more, like, you could say things are more acceptable, or I don't know, however you want to put it. I don't know. It's weird. I guess since we're that age where we had adults that were very open with that. Yeah. And, um, but we're also now living in the times we're living in and realizing, like, it's not okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and we know it's not okay. Like, when we were younger, we'd hear that, and it's like, it didn't. I, don't, it, I guess it just didn't register. Now uh, we've gotten older, oh. and it's just like, oh no no oh, no, no, no grandma. No. <laughs> it's like a lot of movies I've watched recently, yeah. like just from back in the day, just have not aged well. It's just like, yeah. I mean, as much as I and I get now some of these are satire and and like blazing saddles are meant to put like this yeah. into perspective. I mean, blazing saddles, blazing saddles. Richard Pryor was a. A co-writer on yeah. Blazing Saddles. Yeah. You couldn't make that movie today. No, no. You could not make that movie. No, today. not at all. Um, yeah, a lot of Mel Brooks like movies, if not the whole movie, jokes that he made. Yeah. Um, like, Airplane and uh, you've got uh, well, Spaceballs. Spaceballs. The, the scene where they're in the desert, like they're combing, combing you know, yeah. and they show the two black stormtroopers, and they have. Yeah, and they've got a hair But pick. they have a hair pick. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, you've got a lot of stuff like that. You've got, like, Robin Hood men in tights. Yeah. Even made fun of Jews and stuff. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I think, the, I think the other thing, though, you have to look at is, like, comedy is, like, a coping mechanism, I guess. And, like, it's a way to bring, like, issues to light. But in a lighthearted manner, and I don't think a lot of uh, comedians will be like actual hateful or hurtful in what they're saying. It's just like I don't know. It's so different nowadays. It's like a lot of comedies getting un getting attacked. Like look at Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle his last yes. special, yeah, with what he said about transgender people. Right. Like it's, it's hard to be a comedian nowadays. You, you have to can't. walk a very fine line. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, because somebody's gonna be offended. It's gonna offend a group or somebody, and it's yeah. That's not the intention. That's not, not what they're doing. No, and I think, like you said, a lot of it could be looked at also as like satire and just be like, I don't like I said, it's not the wrong, it's not the right way to say. It. It's like not making light of something, but I don't know. It's a a way to talk about something you shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, and like maybe it, it's a way to open up discussions now because we're sitting here talking about it, you know, and yeah. saying, hey, we were wrong about it. Like, we're able to realize that. I don't know. I'm not one to take offense to a lot of things, so I, I don't know. Maybe that's my personality, and I'm looking for the better of things, you know, and seeing the positive spin on it. Yeah, I mean, when I'm, when I'm listening to a comedian, 
I know that they're not intentionally trying to do something right. to offend a group of people or someone. It's right. just, it's kind of like Dave Chappelle. Like I, the things he said about transgender stuff. I didn't think he was saying that to be hurtful or no, to like you no. know to be offensive to anyone. It's it was comedy. A lot of the stuff, and that's nothing. Some comedians like Dave Chappelle who have gotten more. I don't want to say political, but like he's not. His comedy style is totally different from what it was when he had Chappelle show. Oh yeah, and it, it, he's he's Although more. Chappelle, he's like he had some moments in the he Chappelle did. show, but I, I find he's more George Carlin now. Oh, George Carlin was. You know, I love George Carlin. I'm sorry. No, George Carlin. That was a national treasure. Yeah. He, the way he could insult everybody, but then also make you be like. He's not wrong. Yeah, like, it's like, and that's what Chappelle's doing. Like, yeah. you know, he'll he'll say something that you might think is offensive, but it'll, it's also going to make you think about like, well, right, yeah. he's kind of got a point about this, or like, yeah, maybe he's right about that. Yeah. It makes you think, and like, I like comedy. And I like think that. I like comedy like that too. Like I said, I don't know if it's coping mechanism or like the right word or whatnot, but it opens up a conversation. Yes, and and I think that's why they do that. more of a lighthearted manner. Like you said, like. It, it's. I think everybody's first instinct is is that this is offensive. Shut it down. We can't talk about it. We can't say this. But then that opens up. That that closes off the dialogue where you're not actually talking about like the root causes or you're not talking about like what's actually going on. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like people want like this needs to be discussed. We need to have an open dialogue about this. We and do. Then when someone says something that they're offended by, like oh, we got to shut this down. Right. It's like, but no. then what is it? Do you right. want to? Can't you want, fix it. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Right. Or do you want to shut it down because you're offended by it? Like, right. You can't. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's a lot of things that you can discuss, but you you're not supposed to because like it's a uh, I'm trying to think of the right wording and stuff like that, but like certain um, ah fuck, I mean, we probably shouldn't even get down. <laughs> like, yeah, what are we talking about? We're not drinking beer. I mean, we're just still drinking beer. Yeah. Do you want to do one more, or do you want to just call it wraps right now? We'll just drink. Oh, I think we should probably call it wraps because I know I got to go out tonight. I know you got to go out tonight. Yeah. And I feel like if we keep drinking and recording, we'll be three, four hours. Oh, it's I mean, easy for us to do that. We're at two hours right now. Yeah, so it's I mean, easy like, for us to do this. Okay, so we'll shut down after so we, the last one we had was this Westbrook one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this we'll I'll separate this into two parts and it'll be fine. It'll be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so look, now you have two things to put out. Yeah, like, there you go. It worked out great. It did it work out. I still have like I think I have two other podcasts before this one. So okay. part, part one of this will come out in December, and then part two will come out in January. Probably. No, probably when we're releasing our stouts and everything else. Yeah. There you go. So so it'll be perfect. There you go.